Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Welcome back to Sporting Goss on this Thursday. Very wet and bleak Thursday ahead of the finals action here at Optus Stadium. Of course, uh, something we've introduced over the last couple of weeks is Who Am I? And we've tracked down our guests on Who Am I? We had Ben McKinley last week, of course, who was the leading goal kicker of the West Coast Eagles and now doing good things in the law region over there in Victoria. And yesterday's hints were the, as follows. I played more than 150 games. I retired before I was 29, just played for three clubs, my first game for my first club was actually eventually up against my second club, and my first game for my third club was against my uh, was also against my second club. If that all makes sense, I played for three clubs. In one game, I had 37 touches, kicked five goals against North Melbourne. I didn't get a Brownlow medal vote, and then I have the story about running home. The answer, and many of you got it yesterday, was John Ania, and he's been kind enough to join us. Ja, blast from the past. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, look, uh, nice to catch up. <laughs> so, J.A., did you know that your first game for Collingwood in the a- VFL back then, AFL, uh, VFL, yep. was against Richmond, and your first game yep. for West Coast was against Richmond? No, no, I didn't realise that. So that's, uh, <laughs> I'll tuck that one away. <laughs> so you, yeah, book, you no, bookended no, the no. Tigers. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember the first game at Collingwood, I'd sort of... Um, I've been out for most of the year with a shoulder reconstruction and uh, and I think Tommy let me loose with about 10 minutes to go and I ran into a bloke called Rod Oborn who oh, was a yeah. fella and then subsequently had a couple of weeks um, on the on the sidelines. So it was a little bit unruly. So my poor uncle came all the way over from Kalgoorlie to watch this game and, <laughs> and saw my 10 minutes and one kick and then getting reported. So it wasn't the greatest start. I hear all these other guys that come out and you know, their first kicks a goal. Mine was quite the opposite. Yeah, you got yeah. the one. You got the one kick in that game. I, I saw that, uh, and one free yeah. and one free kick against. Was that the Was that the incident? I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very hey, costly. Hey, JA, yeah. in in 1982, and I, I go through the bizarre stats. John O'Neill, our guest on Sporting Goss, there was a couple of games that you played in your second year with Collingwood, and I go to Footscray Round Three, and then I go down further to Round 18 against Essen. Have a listen to this. Against Footscray, you gave away six free kicks. And I would have thought, well, gee, six free kicks, that's, that's tough going. Then go down to Sydney, round 18, you gave away eight free kicks in a game. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not good, is it? <laughs> well, I can't really, well, you're I a can't really put any self-penance on. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've got to say, there was a lot of, Useful exuberance in those days, and um, <laughs> and and mind you, mind you, like we did to McKenna and Worsfold, us older guys, um, I was a little bit prone to be wound up, and um, <laughs> um, the likes of Magro and Worthington were always ones to 
get into our ear to go a bit harder. Mm. And um, we thought we had to please those sorts of fellas because they were sort of pretty hardcore units. And um, anyway, it was very costly. Uh, so, well, uh, it, yes. But uh, it was a pretty pretty tough time, that one, because Tommy, um, who'd made such an impression on us fellas, um, you know, as a coach, yeah, because he was sort of so fit and be in the gym, mm. this is Tommy Hafey. And then sort of mid-season, there was a coup. And uh, poor old Tommy, you know, the, the older players had just sort of got a bit star with his training methods. And uh, so, yeah, so there was a mid-season coup. And um, so it sort of rocked the place a bit because uh, he'd really left a, a real impression on all us younger fellas, you know, for, for years to come. And um, anyway, they sort of put in a, the seconds coach, Miku, and for a bit and then got a guy called John Cale um, over from Adelaide. Um, yeah, so it's a bit, bit of an up and down time there, but a great club. Hey, Jay, you never played a single finals game, you know, in more than 160 no. games. No, no, you're right. And uh, uh, the where I missed out was was with West Coast, and um, that was in our second year with Toddy. And um, at the Western Oval again, I pulled a, I ruptured a pec muscle, so that's your, your big chest muscle. Yep. I sort of did a tackle and uh, felt this ping go in my chest and it was the most unusual feeling. And um, I couldn't sort of lift my arm. So it wasn't like a dislocated shoulder, but all of a sudden I sort of put my hand up and I had literally had a boob because everything had just sort of recoiled. Mm. And um, I think the week after was the finals, the, the first finals yep. West Coast were in. And um, where we just got, well, that was the infamous sort of, point just at the very end of the game there where Melbourne pipped us. Yeah, so that was just a bit of a just a, an unlucky unlucky sort of um, timing, I guess, to have that sort of injury. Talk about your footy journey and when you obviously came back to West Coast, you, you were an inaugural West Coast Eagle. You'd been at Richmond and were a big part of what the Tigers had done. I think you'd played every game in 86. Mm. West Coast is formed. Um, how, how keen were you to get back? We know Glenn Dinning and Wiley and the like are had all sort of uh, sort of got gigs there. Uh, were you a part of that? So you're obviously part of that troop that came back to help set up the West Coast Eagles. Yeah, look, it was a bit of a funny one because I, I was sort of um, a bit of a last add-on. Um, I, I'd resigned myself that I, I was going to stay in Melbourne um, and I'd started physiotherapy there. And um, so, so I had a house all set up. Um, so I was really resigned there just to keep playing at Richmond. And it wasn't... Uh, but always... And not really thinking there, there was that opportunity to move back. And then Mossy rang um, and just said, look, we, we, we're dying to, f- we just need one more older guy um, and you'd fit the bill. Um, would you think about it? So yeah, it was a bit of a tough one because I went back to Rich and said, look, this, this is sort of in reverse, I guess. You sort of say, look, would you mind if I could head home? Um, this is my chance to get home. Otherwise... And I think I sort of did them a bit of a favour because, unbeknown to me, I think they 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 were in a bit of financial strife, and um, um, so so yeah. Look, it, it all was just quite a seamless thing. I, they they said, look, we'll let you go, um, and I had the the chance then to come back and sort of, you know, play in a state where my brothers and my parents live. So that that was a nice way to finish things off. It was, certainly was. Now, just uh, I know uh, you can you can you cut to the chase and a story that you always get asked about the walk, the run home from the airport. Now, I've read quotes and I've heard different versions. I think Bluey throws a bit of mayonnaise on and Warsfold and a few of the other boys <laughs> throw mayonnaise on. 
When was it? It was after a Geelong game I've read. Was that towards was. the back end of yeah. your career? Uh, no, no. It was at the start. It was at the start. So I, I was, you know, that was with Ron and um, I was vice captain. And, but I played a shocker. And uh, and um, so, yeah, look, I, I was in the midst of physio exams in those crazy days. They used to load up about 15 exams in a term. It was just stupid. And so so my brain's just exploding with all that stuff. Then then we went down to Geelong and, and I had a shocker. And um, so Ron took me off. I sat there and froze. And then the bugger put me on with about five minutes to go. And on the departure from the field early on when he took me off, I'd sort of did a bit of an unruly thing. And uh, so that player met me as I came back on and his brother. So a big stink started. The Simon finished. It was freezing cold, and I—I I think I had about a half a dozen look, umbrellas launched at me. So <laughs> I sort of went back into the rooms, feeling like there was no love at all from Ron and anyone else. Sat on the plane, and this just stewed up on me. And uh, sometimes I'd sort of go for a bit of a run after games just to sort of clear the air. But um, I didn't—I miscalculated, but I didn't realise my home was 21 case from the airport. <laughs> <and> so. <laughs> And it wasn't until there was a bloke called Tom Stanley, lovely bloke. Yeah. Um, he spotted me running over the causeway in this, the white business shirt, eagle shorts on and socks. And he thought, that's that's a bit unusual. So he parked the, his car at the brewery <laughs> thinking, I think that's who it is. Anyway, he hailed me down at the brewery. He said, what are you doing? And I said, don't worry, Tommy, I'm fine. Um, and I, I wasn't far from home. And then the next minute he's parked up near the university where that... <laughs> Where that sh- that fish outlet is often yeah, parked at yeah. van on weekends, yeah. so he so then he's just making sure I was going to get home, and I just waved, and and then it all started from there. So uh, <laughs> yeah, a bit, bit yeah, it, it was just one of those shocking days, and I didn't know what to do to sort of get a bit of steam out. So I've tracked it down. Knows, round be, round twelve, yeah. Geelong, nineteen eighty seven. You had fourteen disposals. I think you might be talking about the Cameron boys. Were the Geelong brothers? Is that no the Hocking? The oh, okay. Was, uh, yeah, 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 okay. Was Steve, Steve, and Buddha. Now, interesting. Interesting enough. The following week, you picked up thirty touches and three Brownlow votes in a win over Fitzroy. Well, there you go. There's no such thing as overtraining. Better <laughs> tell these exercises. You can do a half a marathon after a game, then you'll come up nice and sprightly. You know, ah, very true. John O'Neill, yeah. our guest on Sporting yeah. Goss. JR, what's your interest in football nowadays apart from watching? Well, it's interesting. Um, I, what, I, what I've sort of just in the phase of completing is I've gone back and looked at my interest is breeding bulls and cattle. So I've got a little place down at Bustleton where I do that, and I've been doing that for a while. But when you buy a bull, there's about 24 measurable attributes about the bull you know it's it's weight it's birth weight it's believe it or not you you run a tape measure around it's um it's family jewels there's lots of measurements anyway so I thought I'm going to sort of try and look at coaches in the last four years when I started playing in 1980 and we've we've sort of created about 24 measurable things of a coach and We've looked at then the premiership coaches and seeing what stands out compared to all the other coaches that have coached over the years. So that's been a like a that's my own involvement, footy, putting together this sort of sort of data and about to sort of you know um, 
you know, piece it together. So it's really interesting, you know, looking at, um, you know, coaches, you know, from a, what we've worked out is that there's a window of about five years. If you're going to be a successful premiership coach, it'll happen in five years. That, that's the that's the average. And a couple of other interesting one is the majority of the successful coaches um, have all been premiership players. Now you take Clarkson, Williams, and Beveridge out. If you look at the last twenty years, you know that's about you know fourteen of them have all been premiership. Mm. Um, um, players. So this is why we sort of did some predictions this year and this is why Goodwin really stacks up. You know, he's played uh, a number of games that suffices this criteria. He's been a premiership player and he's around about his fifth year. Um, yeah, so just so this has been sort of quite an interest, not sort of being around the Eagles anymore, um, but it's just sort of putting together this little this um, data and just see if there's a bit of a trend that comes of it. Well, now you've talked about the bull and now you've talked about coaches. You're not running the tape measure around the crown jewels of the coaches as well, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Have I, have I missed well, something here in translation? No, the only, the only, no, the only thing that really gets close to that is um, that there's a correlation with the crown jewels. The majority of successful coaches have predominantly got daughters, not sons. So the, the the key to all that is if you can handle teenage daughters, you can handle forty five footy players. So that's um, so that that's just a, again another very interesting trait. Um, the other one is you know thirty thirty three percent of these coaches have been successful have all been teachers. They've had a teaching background. Um, so so when you piece it all together, yeah, it's just quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so get a teaching, get a teaching degree, have daughters, yep. then you can be an AFL coach. Win a premiership, win a premiership, and have been in yes, the system for five be a years. Player. Okay, yeah. you must be thrilled that uh, Rob Wiley got in, inducted into the Australian Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a that was a brilliant thing. He's um, and he was a ripper bloke. He, he was one that he he. I guess with him and Ross Glendinning played a, a big part at the very start where they were. Um, yeah, they just had so much experience and um, they've been premiership players. So, yeah, I don't think you can get any higher than that um, when they talk that the fact that they've been to the big dance. So they really played an integral part um, and everyone just learnt off them, especially all the young players think, well, this guy's played that now to games and this is how he prepares himself and takes it seriously. And I think that, that rubbed off to that young group that then became very successful in the 92 and 94 premierships. It was really the likes of Glenn Dinning and Turner, um, Malaxis, that really sort of um, set some standards for the young ones to very quickly follow. So, yeah, I, I, it was just a great result for Robbie, that's for sure. Thanks for taking our call today. Uh, a blast from the past, the Who Am I on the show yesterday, and a lot of people would love to know the, uh, hear the story and how it's all uh, how it's all going in the John and Nia life, mate. Appreciate your time, and thanks for joining us today. Nice. No problem at all. Thanks, Thanks again. See you. There's John O'Neill joining us, of course. He was yesterday's Who Am I? And he's got a wonderful story to tell. And he's uh, got uh, he's crystal balling the premiership in a very different method. Who the winning coach will be. Simon Goodwin, according to all his data. This is Sporting Goals.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.